This podcast was recorded on April 15th, 2020. It reflects our views at the time of the recording and should be used as reference only. We recommend that you talk to your Warren Avert advisor or another business advisor for the most current information or for guidance specific to your organization. Welcome to The Wrap, a Warren Averett podcast for business leaders designed to help you access vital business information and trends when you need it so you can listen, learn, and then get on with your day. Time is tight. That's why our advisors have wrapped up today's most timely topics into a podcast with actionable advice. Now, let's get down to business. Hey, Paul. Hey, Kim. How are you today? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good. I'm getting used to our conversations every day. I'm going to miss them if we stop doing them. I'm, I'm ready for the daily show. I know. You think we can get picked up for national coverage? We'll see. Well, as we've been doing um, these special episodes of the, the wrap, this is in response to the global pandemic and the effects that it's had on our economy. And we've tried to pick topics that we think business owners are looking for guidance and advice on for decisions that they're having to make now that are very impactful to their their organizations and you know we started with a conversation around working capital how to maximize that how to plan for that we moved um, into some cost containment strategies and then picked up some discussions on how to gain efficiencies through automation and data analysis while also making sure that businesses are putting the proper controls around their remote environment. And today we're gonna to switch gears completely. We are gonna talk uh, about the human component of all of this and talk about our workforce and um, our teams and employees. And you know, I think as we, we think through the impact that this has had on our companies, this is probably the most emotional part of that because this is where we are dealing with real people and their lives and the decisions that we make impact families. And these are not easy decisions to make, but they are decisions that business owners are being forced to make because of the situation that we're dealing with. I think today's episode will address the decisions that need to be made, but will come from a place of respect and how to lead well, even when there are hard decisions that need to be made. Absolutely. Some, some tough conversations, but put the human side of it and it makes it go a little bit easier. Um, and Kim, with us today, uh, is two folks from, from within inside Warren Averett, uh, Kelly Cochran, who is the Director of Human Resources uh, for Warren Averett, will be joining the call as well as David Salters. David Salters, most people might remember from season one, we've had some conversations around talent. Uh, he is the member and, and head of our staffing recruiting division. David, Kelly, happy to have you all with us today. Thank you and happy to be here. Thank you, Paul and Kim. It's always a pleasure and great to be here again. So I think we can just dive right in, Kelly, to this conversation. And, you know, we have had previous recordings where we talked about options that are available to business owners and outside of loans, what are some other strategies that are available to employers who just simply do not have the cash flow to pay employees or they don't have the work available? Kim, yes. Unfortunately, we have had uh, numerous conversations with, with clients you know, regarding these challenging decisions, you know, and, and that's involving furloughs or reduced schedules, reduced pay. But throughout this conversation, I, I want to touch on ways to minimize that impact and take advantage of, of benefits um, available. But there are several options 
that we have consulted with, with clients about, and, and one is reducing schedules and pay. And it's absolutely an option, a viable option at this time. Um, keeping in mind, you know, we've seen clients reduce pay, you know, 10, 10% across the board, 20%. Um, sometimes it may just be for, for certain departments, but, but definitely um, having to, to make these, these hard decisions. You do need to keep in mind, you know, when, when making these type of decisions, those compliance issues with wage and hour of minimum wage or the um, salaried um, weekly pay of the, the 684 minimum weekly to, to maintain exemption status. But also, again, looking at how you structure it, um, especially if it is um, reducing a, a work schedule. And then we've had a lot of questions about you know, if you are reducing schedules or having to furlough or, or lay off employees, do you have to allow them to, to take advantage or use their, their sick and vacation time? And the answer, the hard answer is you do not have to unless you're under some type of union contract or an employment agreement or there's a state law, um, you absolutely have that right to suspend those. And again, by suspending those, if you're not paying out PTO during a reduced schedule or a furlough, those employees may qualify for unemployment. You know, the CARES Act provides a, another option or resource, and that's opening up or, ex, or expanding access to 401k funds for hardships due to COVID-19. So employers should absolutely talk to their plan administrators about this option and allowing employees to access these funds during these times. We've also seen, you know, furloughs temporar temporarily laying off employees. And we've seen clients implement um, voluntary furlough programs. There are employees that may have children at home, or they may be overly concerned based on their health issues or health issues of their loved ones of, you know, continuing to work during this pandemic. So a volunteer program may actually have people that, that self-identify to go home and take advantage of unemployment. So that, that is a, one good option that, that we've seen implemented. So Kelly, a couple of the things that I've heard companies do, one is they applied for the payroll protection program and believe that they will get funded for that. However, cash flow did not allow them to keep employees without that funding. So they furloughed their employees for one month, allowing those employees to get unemployment benefits during that month with the intention that once they get funded, they'll be able to bring them all back and be able to pay them at full pay. Another thing that I heard a client do is when they had to put in place a 20% pay cut across the board, but they made the commitment that if they were able to rebound and return to profitability, that at the end of the year, they would make everyone whole on whatever pay cut they were asked to take during that time. And I think that by being authentic and transparent with your team, having to make those hard decisions, I think you gain a sense of, of respect and, and gratitude from your team. And I think your, your employees are willing to you know, stick, stick this out with you, knowing that you are committed to trying to make this the best case scenario that you can under the circumstances that you're given. I certainly agree, Kim. This is a unique time in history. And, you know, for people that are in the human capital business, we've been working very hard in the, in the recent past on employer branding and employee engagement 
and everyone is really uh, in competition to have the best firm to work for, the best benefits, and then suddenly things change, and we're having to hold on, we're having to cut back and reduce and lay off, and the most important thing is to be authentic and transparent. I like uh, the phrases you used before, which is uh, communicate, over-communicate during this time, set those expectations. If there is a temporary reduction in hours or pay, just admit it. Uh, let's communicate with, with our folks. They understand uh, it's, a, it's a world pandemic, and it was a, a such a quick shift between competing for the best benefits and workplace to we're barely hanging on. So it, it's a little bit of an adjustment for us because we've been trying so hard to please everyone as employees to retain them. Now we're delivering this different information and how you do that is you, you humanize the effort. Uh, you communicate, over communicate, even no news today is news to them and they need to hear from you. They need to, to hear uh, a human voice from your firm. Uh, silence is deafening. People create their own narrative. It creates paranoia. So even if it's not your company's current culture to communicate this much, now is definitely the time to over communicate. Uh, be curious, be compassionate when you're talking to your employees, ask them how they're doing, how their family are, is doing, and how they're holding up through this, and, and when to expect, when they can expect to hear from you again, uh, and that just gives them a lot of comfort to this process. David, those are some interesting um, points, and I, and I want to uh, kind of touch on the, the piece of making it a human uh, the human aspect of it. Kim and I have talked over the last couple of weeks several times, and it's um, it's okay to to show vulnerability, right? As a even as a leader, you want to show people that we're all humans and we've got to go through this together. Um, while some don't want to complain about it, others just you know they want to have a moment of you know I'm 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 going through this, and we all are going through this, and so we're doing it together. And I think that's the piece that that makes it a little bit easier for me to kind of get through um, all of this is um, that we're all in this together. So Kelly, if an employer has to reduce hours and pay, what can they do to kind of ensure that employees qualify for unemployment? Paul, that's a great question. You know, how we structure any furloughs, temporary layoffs, really can have a big impact to the employee's bottom line. Employees working a reduced schedule may or may not qualify for unemployment based on how the schedule and pay falls. To qualify for unemployment, pay must fall below your state's weekly threshold which is usually around 300 in most states. If an employee qualifies for at least $1 in state benefits, then they will qualify for the additional 600 provided by the CARES Act. We have a client that reduced his team schedule to a three-day work week, which resulted in loss of income, but too high to qualify for unemployment. By adjusting their schedules to a week-on, week-off basis, now allows them to qualify for benefits every other week. If you are considering reducing schedules or pay, we encourage you to consider how you do so to allow employees to take advantage of these enhanced unemployment benefits. It can really make a big difference to their bottom line. So Kelly, does that apply to salary team members as well? Because a little bit of what I heard from you was, was more hourly or maybe part-time. Is, is it the same for salary team members? Absolutely. Per wage and hour guidelines, you do not have to pay an exempt salaried employee if no work is performed in a work week. You'd want to be sure your salaried employees know that no work can be performed, otherwise you'll have to pay them for the full week. And again, if there is no pay for the work week, they should qualify for unemployment benefits. 
and unemployment benefits with the CARES Act is now six, seven, eight, nine hundred dollars per week, depending on what state benefits are provided or available. Do you have to re-qualify for each week, or is it just kind of like you have to go back to it every single, every other week and re-qualify? Most states, employees have to call in each week or report in each week their pay. Some states are requiring employers to do so. So Kelly, what about employers maintaining benefits for their employees while they are not working or while they are working on a reduced schedule? Kim, this is so important. We certainly cannot have employees not covered during this, this time of uncertainty and, and concern over health and well-being. We advise employers to check with their broker and their insurance carriers. We've seen many carriers um, relaxing eligibility guidelines and allowing furloughed or those working a reduced schedule to remain covered on group plans as long as premiums are paid. Employers who extend coverage informally and without binding approval from carriers could risk self-insuring impacted employees. The employer can elect to pay all of the premium or can require employees to pay all or a portion of it. If a carrier does not extend coverage and employees lose coverage or policies are canceled, it is imperative to timely communicate information to employees to allow them to enroll in COBRA or take advantage of conversion periods. And Kelly, I think that goes back to David's point. Employers are making decisions now that they never planned to make. And I think it goes back to being transparent and authentic and to communicate, whether that's good or bad news. And it also goes back to the point of there is a way in which you can lead during this time. Even though they are difficult decisions, you can lead in a way that when the economy does return, you are in a position to bring those employees back and they want to come back because you treated them so well during this process. Absolutely. You know, continuing health coverage, continuing life and disability coverage when employees aren't working, that's important. And that's also, you know, hits their bottom line if they were have to pay for such cost. So those are things, you know, helping them, informing them about unemployment benefits or, you know, other through the, the family first benefits if applicable. Again, communicating, information sharing, and extending benefits and, and so forth are ways just to to show care and concern and, and doing what's right and taking care of employees during these times of um, uncertainty and, and hard decisions. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. Now back to the show. So Kelly, what factors should our clients consider when it's time to restaff or rehire once that, once that period gets there? Paul, one thing that we've never really faced before is a new competitor um, that's been created by this situation. And that competitor is employees simply dropping out of the labor pool. So think about this. You've got possibly one of, of three issues. Uh, let's say you, you furloughed or you laid off an employee and one, they may have simply taken another job. There could have been another job available. They took that job, and now they are there, therefore off the market. And you thought possibly you could bring that person back with no problem, but they needed to do what they needed to do, and so they've moved on. Secondly is they're not available to come back because they're either providing childcare that they did not plan for because of school closures, 
or even self-care because they've fallen ill through this situation or has, have a family member. The third thing is uh, people will be receiving, in some cases, money that, that is better than they were making uh, with their job through unemployment benefits, and they may choose this one-time dropout of the workforce and just take some time off and say, this is a once-in-a-lifetime situation and I'm going to drop out. So companies need to be thinking about alternative recruiting strategies for their rehire and restaffing because some people will not be there that you assume might be when you turn the switch back on and say, let's get back to work. So if they do have to restaff, kind of how does a company go about establishing that process? Well, things right now are going to be difficult to gauge. And one of the things that's going to help companies uh, staff up and staff down is considering a contingent workforce. Even for positions that you have traditionally had as full-time roles, you may consider bringing back on through a staffing firm, for example, because you we, we cannot see the future. And with this recovery and whether it's a check mark or U-shaped recovery in the economy, whatever it is, our clients are going to need to meet their customer demand. And so a flexible way to staff up and staff down is through a staffing firm. And it may even be a, a, a great way to bring back laid off employees through a firm um, so that they can staff up and staff down again to meet the demand until things normalize and they can see what their future holds. So keep that in mind. It, there's going to be uh, some hesitancy just through all this crisis to bring everyone back on as a full timer and carry that payroll burden again. So I think using a, a contingent workforce is going to be one of the main ways that people get back in the game from a human capital perspective. So do we see an increase in what already is a big gig economy? I think so. Uh, there's, there, think, think about this, the, the increase in the gig economy, this new revelation that, that more people can do more jobs from more locations, this new um, excitement about working from home. You've already heard, heard people say, I'm going to cut my uh, real estate costs by uh, rethinking brick and mortar costs. That also will open up the talent pool. So let's say if you have a location in a certain geographical area, you only recruited in that area. Well, what you've discovered through this is I can have someone sit anywhere and conduct this job. And through uh, video conferencing and other communication, you, you can open up your labor pool to places you've never seen before and do that on either a contract 1099 or a contingent basis and really open your options to bring on talent. Yeah, David, we talked about that on, on the podcast episode with um, Kevin regarding the, the remote workforce that we've all been forced into has, I think, pushed us forward many years in terms of our ability to work outside of the office and using technology and truly being paperless, which I think will, will be efficiencies that are gained out of this, albeit a terrible situation, I think there will be some benefits that come in the long term, and I think that's one of them. And kind of a sub-benefit of that is the fact that employees don't need to be in your immediate location in order to do that work anymore, which is, is positive overall for our entire workforce. That's right. And there, there's going to be other opportunities. We want to be sensitive because, again, there's a lot of negative. But another possible opportunity is gaining talent that was otherwise unattainable. So you may have had your eye on 
an individual who you've always wanted on your team. They were happily employed and deemed untouchable. Well, their situation could have changed through all this. And now you have that opportunity to get that person. So think about that. Remain disciplined. Make sure it works into your business model and your staffing plan. But there's going to be opportunities to get some people. And think about what we said earlier. How did that person's company communicate with them? How much care did they take of their employees? And if you treated your people the right way and you communicated with them and it was as humane as possible, that's a story you can tell in terms of the recruiting process of that person. And they, that may be the one time that you can get this person to consider joining your team. So David, switching gears a little, there are companies that are doing really well in these circumstances and haven't been impacted as negatively and therefore they need to retain their workforce and they need their staff to continue to work and show up. So there are some challenges that are associated with that scenario. So what are some thoughts on what those business owners can do? If the employer can do so, and in, in the case you mentioned, let's say they're actually thriving through this process, they're essential and, and it has caused an increase in business, they also have a new competitor, which is the unemployment benefits. And so they, the companies may want to consider incentive pay uh, to combat people from being tempted to take time off or, or alleviate their concerns of finding alternative childcare. So incentive pay, uh, uh, PTO, comp time, you name it, to keep people engaged, to get them through this process. Keep in mind, you've got to consider the um, how that will affect overtime, but absolutely incentivizing people. Again, this is a temporary thing in some cases, and so just like we talked about companies taking things down uh, during this time, you can also ramp up your incentives during this time to make sure that your workforce uh, is complete and whole through this. And uh, if you've seen anything out on social media or just talking to people, some of the people that are deemed essential, they're tired, they're exhausted. Uh, they feel like the weight of the world is on their shoulders. And so giving them a little love back in terms of compensation or future time off would be a, a great way to keep those people going. To add to what David said, you know, this is a time for employers to, to look at amending attendance policies, especially punitive policies and systems that discipline employees for, for missing work. If you need to maintain your workforce, you certainly don't need to have employees coming to work sick and exposing your entire workforce. So again, relaxing policies, drafting new policies, temporary um, amendments to allow excused absences during this epidemic. So David, here on the wrap, we like to wrap it up in 60 seconds or less. What's that one piece of information you want our listeners to, to leave with today? One is the old saying, candor is kindness. So no matter if you are reducing hours, reducing headcount, reducing benefits, increasing, overworking people, whatever the case is, people need to understand where they stand, what the next move is, what your plans are, and communication, treating people humanely, carrying on your culture through this crisis. There's an old saying that you know, adversity builds character and then someone says, no, actually it reveals character. So think about what this crisis reveals about the culture and the character of your firm and let that shine through to the most difficult circumstances 
And I think that will have the most positive impact on the human capital of your firm. Well, thank you, David and Kelly, for being with us today. I know that this is a very difficult conversation for many business owners, and I think that we've been able to give them some really solid points to consider no matter what situation they find themselves in. And I really appreciate your time on this topic. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. It's my pleasure as always. Thank you. Have a great day. And that's a wrap. If you're enjoying the podcast, please leave a review on your streaming platform. To check out more episodes, subscribe to our podcast series, or make a suggestion for other topics to cover, visit us at warrenaverett.com forward slash the wrap.